following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. All right, if you comprehend, then you know it's time for the show to start. Listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. It's hot. It's always hot in Phoenix. You know, there's a lot of hot things going on in Phoenix. You can have a good time on the field, off the field. But in Phoenix, mm, at least since uh, my man Matt Liner has been here, it's always been some controversy. And we're going to talk about that. I think that's his middle name, Matthew. Yeah, Matthews is probably his first name. Controversy Liner. <laughs> Matt doesn't like that too well, I'm sure, but it's no laughing matter. His career is at stake, at least here in the desert. And there's a whole lot of things at stake. I tell you what, man, before I get this show started on a serious note, what's up with Manny and the hair deal? I mean, do we really have to go through this thing? I mean, have people not accepted the fact that, okay, this is not the military. This is the United States of America. This man plays baseball, and he wears his hair in such a way that maybe it might be inappropriate for some, but for others, it's okay. I mean, Manny's hair is a part of who Manny is. That's, that's him. You know, you can't, why are you going to, why would you insist why would you make a deal of the man cutting his hair? The man hit as many home runs as he had. His hair was that long. When he struck out, his hair was that long. When he grounded out, when he attempted to go after a fly ball or attempted not to go after a fly ball, when he flipped you off, his hair was that long. It's Manny. You, you, you get the whole package. If you don't get the whole package, you don't get Manny. Now, come on now. Let, 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 let's stop. Now, now, Troy, come on, Palomar, he's his hair. I guess they're saying his hair is because of his spiritual beliefs. And I'm not even going to go there. I'm just going to say that's the man's hair. If it fits up under a helmet or a hat, you know, in this case, in baseball, you don't have to pull it. In football, you know, Troy could get his hair pulled. Could hurt. But come on, if it's not, if it's in his eyes, sling it out of your eyes. You know, come on, man, I cannot believe we are going to take time, and I'm even taking time. But for me, this is kind of hysterical. Let the man play baseball. My gosh, we don't care about his hair. Okay, I'm going to have some friends join me today. I got some good friends over there at football.com. If you haven't heard about it, it's because you haven't searched. Because if you search, you're going to find. Seeking, you shall find. And I'm going to find uh, the time to spend uh, with uh, a couple people from over there. And a guy doing a great job over there. Jesse is a senior staff writer, and I'm going to bring Jesse on in a couple seconds. But, you know, just give you guys a couple things we're going to talk about. Carolina. Carolina's in trouble. I'm telling you, you know, they got a lot of injuries, and we're talking football. Carolina's got a lot of injuries, a lot of people who haven't played. 
I like Steve Smith, but you can't make the club in the tub. You certainly can't make them better. Uh, Cowboys, is any is is there? I thought I knew they had a lot of you know new digital equipment down there in Texas. Did they forget to put a scoreboard up there? Because I don't think the Cowboys know where the scoreboard. They don't know where the end zone is. Because if you get the, to the end zone, then you get some points up on the scoreboard. Shout out to Randy. He knows what I'm talking about. DK. DK in the house, too. Derek Kennard. You know, he's making he's making things happen back in the day for Emmett Smith. DK going to be on, you know, have his own show here soon. But I think they need DK back to help him find the end zone. They can't find the end zone right now. I already told you about the controversy. Of course, we're going to talk about that some more. Uh, but that job never was. Whoever drafted Matt, and I think that was Graves. Uh, maybe he thought that would be Matt's job. But out here in the desert, that's not going to be Matt's job. And, of course, we got to talk about Mr. Favre. You know, his, how's the ankle? You knew it was a problem. He, he tried to tell you guys it was a problem, and it's going to take a little time. Donovan McNabb, Donovan, come on. Come on, man. We know you're injury prone, but, yeah, okay, if you're going to miss a couple games, it might be better to miss them. I don't know. Some, I wouldn't say early if you haven't been on this team. I would say later if you had spent some time. But if you haven't been, you know, under the center and, and got some victories under your belt, I don't know if being injured early off the block is going to help the Washington Redskins. But they got a no-nonsense attitude in there with the coach. Coach don't play, man. I mean, it's just he's all about business. Um, tell you what, I've been looking at a back preseason, and, and, and I thought for some reason or another, I thought when the Eagles were looking for a running back that they might try to pick up Chester Taylor, but that boy Chester Taylor looks good. Chicago Bears might need to be on somebody's radar. They got a running game up there. I mean, they've had a running game because the big fella, Double Deuce, he'd be pulling them down too. So they, they got some things going on there, you know. And, and C.J. Spiller, as a rookie, he looks good too. But let me get my man in here. I got Jesse from football.com on the line with me, senior staff writer there. Jesse, are you there? Okay, how you been? I'm doing wonderful, man. How are you? I'm doing okay. Hey, to get back to that Manny topic you're talking about, <laughs> I think Manny's hair is probably the least uh, worrisome thing that you have about Manny. You need to worry about if he's doing anything else uh, for the ball club. His hair, it's just kind of his personality. If anything, just adds to the team, adds a little fun flavor. But it's just the whole other package you need to worry about. Yeah, and, and that's the thing about it. But, I mean, if, you, if you're listening to the, the national media, we're, we're global. See, we're not national. We're global media. So the national media out there, you know, here in this country, they want to make a big deal about it. I guess there's some type of standard, team standard that the White Sox have that's maybe different than anybody else, and it addresses the hair and the length. You know, for, for a team that's only won one championship in the last hundred years or – something along that line, I think they can loosen up their, their requirements for baseball players. I mean, if, if the guy has hair, let him have hair. When he came to Los Angeles, you know, Torrey had a real strict regiment being from the Yankees where um, all the players basically had to look uniform, like the military, like you talk about. Yes. But, you know, he, he loosened it up, and it worked for at least 10 weeks. Well, <laughs> you you got, you know, th- today is a, it's a, just a different society. And, you know, it's one of those things Whereas, okay, y- y- he's a grown-ass man. You know, he's probably got, he's probably older than, so he could be a, the father of a couple of guys on the baseball team there. So come on. You know, the guy at least has earned the right to look and dress as long as he has the team uniform on. I mean, I think it's going to be hard to ask the man, to make the man, demand the man to cut his hair. Manny's just not going to. I don't think he's going to do that. Not at this at this point in his life. I, I don't think he's going to do that. You know, like T.O. 
You know, you got T.O. On, on, on the football field where he said, OK, he's going to adapt to a team according to, OK, well, how does this team operate? I'm going to fit in. Manny is a little bit different. Manny's Manny's going to be Manny, and you got to accept Manny that he's going to be Manny, and and he's not going to necessarily fit in. He's going to be a part of the club, but he's not going to change who he is just to fit in the club that possibly has no chance of winning the World Series this year. Well, you know the main problem is is that all the other activities that he does, all the other outrageous things that he does, really causes the hair to be a big issue. Because if he were a perfect teammate from Boston, from Cleveland, Los Angeles, the whole way around. Hey, he doesn't want to cut his hair. He can hit. He's a good teammate. We're going to go ahead and overlook that. But the fact is, is that that hasn't been the case. So when it comes to um, when it comes to him, they they have to put their foot down. They have to set an example. Hey, he's going to go ahead and conform with this certain team. But Jesse, when you say that, you know, I, I have to, you know, kind of take a stance because you know the player is the player. It's you if you take a percentage of a player as opposed to the whole then you only get a percentage of the results. That player has to be who he is and comfortable in being who he is, and everybody has to accept him in order for him to perform. Because if you want to change things about that player, then that, there's something that that player is now distracted about. Wow, these guys don't like this about me, or they're trying to change that about me. And all of a sudden, he's not focused 100%. And I don't think you get the best out of the player. So when you let guys be themselves, even though they're a little bit different, Hey, you can't be any different than Dennis Rodman was, but he's also probably one of the greatest rebounders to ever play basketball. But when you let well, him... See, Manny is, is a creature of, of his temperament. I mean, he, he performs off his... Basically, on how, how, how good he feels. If he's in a good mood and he's all happy, he's going to hit. So I see your point with that. Yeah. And so listen, now that you see that point, we're going to make a lot of points. You may agree, I may not agree, I may agree, you may disagree, but we're going to have fun on the show, and I'm really glad that you joined me again. we got Jesse from Football.com with us, who is a senior staff writer over there at Football.com. Uh, we're going to have to take a break. We take a break ah, every 15 minutes. Whenever that music starts, Jesse, we're going to have to take a break. But, uh, <laughs> man, coming out of the blocks, San Francisco and, of course, uh, the San Diego Chargers, you know, Always a good preseason game, a good or a better game whenever they play in regular season. But you only got those two California teams right there. You know, looking at the two, who do you think will perform the best this year on the field? Well, it's definitely going to be the Chargers. I mean, the San Francisco 49ers have definitely had some improvements, and uh, the coach Singletary has definitely made it a, a very a stronger team. However, I'm going to have to go with the Chargers. I know they have problems with, um, I won't say problems, they have new additions. They have a new running back in Ryan Matthews and a new number one wide receiver, which he isn't exactly new. He's six years into Lee, uh, Malcolm Floyd, coming onto the scene. But I, I really feel that the attitude with the Chargers is there this year. And I know they have the stigma of not making it to the big-time game, but this might be the year. But then again, everybody says that every year. Yeah, but, I mean, when you say that, I mean, I, you know, I know you're in the media. I don't think that's a homer answer, but do you really think this is the charge of all the talent they've had over the years? What makes you think this could possibly be the Chargers' year? Well, it starts off with the running back, Ryan Matthews. Ryan Matthews has he has a better running game than what LaDainia Thompson had last year. Let's just start off with that. And also, too, I'm not saying LaDainia Thompson had a bad attitude, but Ryan Matthews brings a more optimistic attitude to the whole approach to the whole offense, where it's not so, let me go ahead and walk a fine line, um, it's not so me, me, me. Ryan Matthews is, it just seems a little bit more of a team player in the overall scheme of things. And just seeing the, the, the offense run, I mean, they're really on the ball this year. 
And talking to Antonio Gates earlier this year, he told me this is the year we need to win the championship. The window's closing. And he says that within the target organizations, that they all know that. The window's closing, and they need to go ahead and take advantage of that. Because as you know, being a former football player, once that window closes, it's closed. Hey, and, and, you, and, you and, and you mentioned that the window's closing. Is the window closing on the staff, meaning the coaches, or the window closing on a few of the players out there? All the players in the prime. I, I, I don't think the staff whatsoever. I think it's more of the, of the, of the, the, the timeline for the players because they're all on their peak. I mean, you have Rivers, and you have Gates, and then you have Matthews coming up. And they have a pretty good receiving core. Jared Tutu is going to be a good surprise, too, coming out of training camp. He's a rookie out of Fresno State, and I've seen him practices a couple times this year, and he makes some highlight catches, and I think that's going to translate over to regular season. Hey, we got that music, Jesse. We're going to have to take this break. You're listening to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I'll be right back. I'm so famous. Understand. New York City respect my game like Joe Namath. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine-horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to Win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports yeah it's been a long time coming but you know what they say Kanye. Slow motion, better than no motion. I walked in yeah, the we got that Midwest swag going on there. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. I got on the line with me right now. I got senior staff writer from football.com, Jesse. I'm going to try to I'm gonna try to murder this. Zamaripa? Oh, man. I'll never. Wo- that's it. 
Jesse Z. Jesse Z from now on. That's right. That's, that's the easier version. <laughs> hey, that's the easy version. But listen, uh, you know, while we were on break, you know, uh, I got a phone call and I, and I got to bring this man onto the show because this man got a right to talk. This man got a Super Bowl ring and he's also got a show here with us on the Voice America Sports Network, Super Bowl champ Lionel Dalton. Now, this man, I don't remember having a whole lot of hair. But he got a whole lot to say about Manny's hair. <laughs> man, come on, come on. Talk talk, talk to me, Lionel. What's up, man? What's up? Man, I'm going to see the truth about the owners and they want to cut his hair, man. I think it's just a control thing, you know. I like, you know, players, we like to dress how we like to dress. We like, you know, we feel good, we play good, you know. And I just, you know, like I used to like to wear my shirt cut off. My dress cut off. I, I, you know, coaches beat me up about all the time, but I felt better when my shirt cut off. Big sex. Why they just don't shut up and let the players play? The fans don't have a problem with it. Leave the guy alone. I'm agreeing and, uh, with you. I'm agreeing with you. I, I think it, it's about it's the person it's the personality that he brings. You know, that's a part of Manny's whole spirit, his whole personality. That's the whole thing of him being up to the plate. Like, yeah, look at me. Yeah, I'm gonna knock this ball out the park. And and if my hair ain't on right. I can't knock it out the park. That's just not Manny. I don't see somebody going around the bases with that swagger that don't have that hair and his name is Manny. It's got, they got to let him keep it. Of course. I don't think I don't, that's necessarily I'm, the problem, though, with the hair. I think it's more the fact that when he doesn't run up that ball going to first base, that gives the, the fans something to point at. Well, hey, he doesn't even cut his hair. So it's not necessarily the hair, but when things are going bad, you can go to point to it. Hey, Lionel, let me ask you something. Okay, you, you spent a good deal of your career over there on the East Coast. I know you were playing ball during the time. You know, Allen Iverson came into the league with his braids. Right. You know, uh, you know, now a lot of the young guys got tattoos everywhere. I mean, like you say, is it a control thing, the control factor? It seems like they're trying to kill our personalities or kill, or kill us from networking ourselves. Like, like, you can't celebrate anymore. Why not? Who is it? The fans love it. The people who are buying the tickets love it. That's what the game should be about. About the fans in the stands. You get the fans in the stands, you make revenue. But I think a lot of these good old boys who own these teams don't like it. They don't like the representation, and it bothers them. And it's more, I think, it's more of a control and the ego, ego, ego. It's their ego. Hey Jesse, I think it has nothing to do with the player because the fans love it. Hey Jesse, Some of your fan complaining about Ray Lewis dance. They love it. All the kids at the club trying to do the Ray Lewis dance. Why is it a problem when he do it in Enzo? And I'm trying to get this this uh, this point across to Jesse because I think Jesse is, is is giving us a perspective that could be the owner's perspective, and 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 I think it may be some fans, but I think all the extras that players bring to the game is the reason why they're they're. The opposing team loves to hate them. They, they love to hate that part of them as well as the fact that they struck out or the fact that they grounded out or, or you know, the fact that, you know, they didn't hit a home run. They didn't get that record. But I will say this. I'm going to agree with Lionel, too. If you look at the NFL and Major League Baseball, it's their characters that they use to help market their game. If they if they lose their characters, the game loses its character. Wouldn't, wouldn't you think, Jesse? Yeah, I agree with that. I definitely would agree with that. However, like what I'm saying is that Manny's hair really isn't the issue. It's Manny's other activities. And I, I can side with you guys where, yeah, you know, just go ahead and, and let him keep his hair. But the problem is, is that he has all these other baggages, and he's on, a, he's, on, he's on his last stop, or at least next to last stop. Cut your hair, get the contract, get paid, retire, move on, and go ahead and, and try to get past this PED steroid situation so you can get the Hall of Fame in another 10, 15 years. 
What do you say yeah, about I that, Lionel? Lionel? I agree with that because when I when I took my visit, when my contract was up, I did the whole good old boy thing. I cut my beard off and all that stuff. And then once I signed the contract, I grew it back. So I understand doing it to get what you want, but I don't think you should just, you know, he should have to be who he's not the whole season. You know, I understand doing, you know, fake it till you make it. I understand that. But once you make it, then you should be able to do whatever you want. And I think, I think Manny's made it. I, I really think Manny's made it. I really do not think that the hair, I mean, if you take the hair away from Manny, Manny could get up to bat, he could be running around the bases, and nobody would know who the hell that is. It's almost like if you take 12 off of Randall Cunningham, and he's running, I don't know, that's, that's, that's Randall Cunningham? That's just, exactly. that's who he is. And I think, I think with Manny, the hair is a part of who he is. I mean, come on, when he first arrived, didn't everybody out there have the long wigs with the braids? Uh, they still right. did until the day he left. Yeah, come right. on. And how much money did the owners make off those wigs? I bet you made a million. See, the, those wigs. I mean, I was never in the stadium. I never saw him play out there in L.A., but yet still I knew when he arrived that the wigs arrived. So how, right. So they must have used it as a part of the PR and marketing. So I'm not well, sure. I was, I was there when Manny arrived, and I was there for a lot of games within, within Manny's whole tenure. And, you know, at first people pretty much said, hey, let him keep the hair. The guy can hit. We need to go playoffs. We need a World Series. Who cares about the hair? You know what, though? Within this last year, not that the hair was necessarily an issue. However, people started pointing, hey, he got busted with steroids last year. Hey, he's out running out grounders. All of a sudden, his legs hurt. How can he sign out on the field? You forsake the tra- spring training. All these things compounded so that the hair becomes an issue. So, okay. Now that he's in Chicago, it, there you go. It, okay, it, let it, me it, change the subject. Go ahead. Go ahead, Lionel. I'm just saying they're setting up an excuse they need to get rid of him. Contramental, detrimental to the team. They tell him out there he don't cut the hair. That's the excuse to the fans to get rid of him. Flat oh, yeah. out. They're they, they looking for excuses just in case they have to get rid of the guy, and that's what's going to happen. They're creating this issue now so later on they can say, you know, we got rid of him because he wasn't following the, you know, the rules of the club. But let me – in this particular case, this is upon his departure and coming onto a new team that the White Sox are the ones, I believe, from what we hear. The manager has one policy. Uh, the, uh, the, the general manager has another. The president has another policy. You know, and so the two of them are, you know, battling with each other to see who really controls the team. And then Manny's a man in the middle. And so if one has one impression of how it should be, and one has another, whatever Manny does, he's really siding with one or the other. So now you got two against one, and I, right. I just I, I just don't see how this pans out. Let, let me go to another. Let me change the subject since I got you on the phone here, Lionel. Uh, out here we got a quarterback controversy in Arizona, and a quarterback controversy has to do with Matt Liner and, of course, with, with, with Anderson. Now, now, Anderson, who's been with the Browns, made a Pro Bowl, you know, Matt Liner, who's been out here, first-round draft pick with the Arizona Cardinals, the controversy showed up the minute he was drafted because he came to a team. Then it had Kurt Warner, you know, and, and you know what he, well, we, we all know what he did. But here's the point now. Matt has thrown it out there that maybe it has something to do with something other than football. Now, what could he be alluding to? What could it have to do with besides Football, and I only say that because okay, Manny's hair has nothing to do with baseball. He can play baseball, so maybe there's something else there. What could Matt possibly be saying that okay, you know what is it? What else could he do? I mean, he, his percentage rate. I mean, his quarterback rate is like a hundred and something. That's preseason hell, Matt. Come on, man. Don't try to you know make your case on preseason. You, you didn't do anything when you were in there during the regular season, but. What could he be talking about? Can you read anything into that when he says 
It has nothing to do with, 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 with football. That's Lionel. I'm asking Lionel that. Uh-oh, Lionel, you still there? Uh-oh, LD may be gone. Hey, Lionel, if you, if you get a chance, man, give us a call yeah. back. You still there? Hello? Hey, Lionel, you, okay. That, that yeah, yeah. Sometimes there's politics behind the sports. You never know. You know, maybe Matt Lionel and the coach, you know, they didn't see eye to eye. They didn't get along. Maybe some coaches have the ideal player, a situation. We won a Super Bowl in 2000 with Trent Dilford. Brian, coach Brian Billick liked tall quarterbacks. He got rid of our Super Bowl winning quarterback for Elvis Burback, and then we didn't win anything. So sometimes it's politics. Coach got the ideal players. Maybe he doesn't think this kid is smart as he. He don't think he's as smart. You know, he's not his type of guy. Or they just chemistry, team chemistry. They might not have any chemistry. So it can be a whole bunch of different scenarios going on right now in that locker room. And, and that's interesting because when you go out there, and I look, and I'm going to throw this one over to, of course, to Jesse, who's out there uh, in the California area. You know, there must have been some chemistry issues or some issues that had something to do with other than football. I guess it's going to start with the departure of Marty Schottenheimer. And then from that point on, that San Diego Chargers team out there, man, I mean, who's had all the talent in the world. Is there something other than football out there? You've had a couple instances where you, you can look at – the San Diego Chargers sometimes, and I, and I think they might have a prescription of steroids in the locker room that a lot of guys, you know, <laughs> had access to. You know, they wide receivers look like linebackers, you know. But but what's going on out there? Is there something to do other than football? Well, why this team, you know, seemed like it was a very talented team with a lot of very good players. You know, it was broken up, started with Marty, and, and, and it's continuing to this day. The last one, LT's out there. Now Steven Jackson's out, you know, trying to get some more money. What's happening out there in San Diego? Well, I, I think you can put to the previous years that was something other than football. I think a lot of times uh, people have very strong personalities and took more of a of a, a more me me type of approach. But I think it, it it's changed. You know that remains to be seen with the season starting in a couple of weeks. So we'll see if uh, if that if the new change of attitude and and the, the sense of urgency at the windows closing really does set in. Well, I guess you you really have to give Phil Jackson. You know his top his top billing of of being one of the greatest coaches there ever was because he was a man that's able to deal with multiple personalities and strong wheels. Because Lionel can tell you, man, on the football field you got a lot of strong personalities and a lot of strong wheels, but your coach has to be able to bring those all together and everybody got to be on one you know one accord so we can win a championship. You know, and when you can't do that, uh, that that's going to make it extremely difficult. And Lionel, you were successful. You got what? How many? One ring? Two rings? I went one with the Baltimore Ravens. But one thing we had was team chemistry. And what the problem is, you got to all have the same vision. You know, everybody got their motivation, whatever motivates them to play each week and each Sunday. But there only can be one vision. And everybody has to be able to fight, you know, and work towards that one vision. And sometimes this quarterback vision might be different than this. The vision might not be the same, you know. And it can be a bunch of scenarios playing on that locker room, you know. And it's tough, you know, because I had the same situation for me and Mike Shanahan. You know, he likes, he doesn't like guys who like to talk, you know. Marvin, Maui guys in the locker room, locker room lawyers. I'm just a, labeled a locker room lawyer. You know, I tell everybody all their rights. You know, you get a second opinion. You know, I, I, everything they do, <laughs> the positive stuff, I was politically incorrect. Wow. In the Hey, we got that music, Lionel. You know what we got to do. We got to take a break. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix living like it matters. Super Bowl champion, Lionel Dalton, and senior staff writer from football.com. Jesse Z. We'll be right back. What I had to do, because I had to give. Don't, don't, don't. I'm up all night, getting my money right. 
is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. So Andy Serling packed his bags, left the city, and is enjoying his temporary digs in Saratoga. But that won't stop us from bringing you Playing to Win, the best online handicapping show for serious horse players. Catch Andy and his great lineup of guests every week throughout the month of August on location from the beautiful Saratoga Racecourse. He and his guests are some of the best in the biz. They bring you new insights to making money, and they tell it like it is. I'm 3-5-1 in this race, but the three is very much the one to be. We're going to completely disagree on this race. I absolutely disagree. Spicer, especially at one to two. And it's anything but the same old horse racing show. This is a nine horse field, but really there are seven donkeys and two zebras. Playing to win with Andy Serling, a show seriously committed to making more money at the game, but with a personality. This is a dunce cap horse for me. If this horse wins, next week I got the dunce cap on. YouBet.com's Playing to Win, presented by the Daily Racing Forum. Look for it the day before big race days, mostly Fridays. Find a complete schedule in the Daily Racing Forum or click on Playing to Win at YouBet.com. Get ready to go inside the minds and behind the scenes with the top professional athletes, celebrities, and music entertainers. It's a sports show like no other. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with former NFL wide receiver Jarris McIntyre is real talk with in-depth interviews, topical discussions, and a whole lot of comedy. You'll hear from the entertainers, the athletes, and the fans. Keeping it real. Keeping it real with Jarris McIntyre is broadcast live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. All righty, we're back. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. Got my man Lionel Dalton with me. Of course, you guys have heard Lionel many times here on Voice America Sports and uh, Jesse Z from football.com. You know, right now, guys, we're talking about some things that many people, they might say, well, you know, that, you know, you guys are talking about some stuff. Let's get into the meat and potatoes. But, but this is preseason right now. And, and preseason to some people means a lot. And to other people, it doesn't mean a lot. Uh, Lionel, you mentioned something. I, I just want to go back in time a little bit because last week I think Chad well, got a chance to uh, tweet. And I don't know. I, I think it was in between the window. It was in between the window. That's why he was fined of when it's not permitted. Uh, you, you, different people got different agendas on the football team. If, if you were there with, 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 with Chad at this particular time, it's a preseason game. Is it not that important? Do you expect that he would be more focused being one of the leaders of the team? You know, nowadays, 
players have so much more interest. They're not defined by football. Football is what they do. It's not who they are. Do they ha- is it gone too far? Do they have to stop and say, hey, you can use football to help you propel, you know, those other things you have an interest in off the field, but don't do it on the football field? How's that working nowadays? How do you think it should work? Um, so you're saying, as a, you know, should, should players, you know, whenever they or whoever they are outside of the field, not bring it into the locker room? What you're saying? Well, I'm saying, you know, he didn't only bring it to the locker room, man. That might was it on the field? I mean, we don't know where it was at. We Hold just on, explain to me. I, I don't know exactly what happened. Oh well, Chad, Chad got fined twenty five thousand dollars for tweeting. Oh, for the tweeting thing. Oh, um. Um, yeah, I, I don't think you should tweet, you know, you know, during the game. I think, you know, we, I said, certain things that went on cell phones weren't allowed until, you know, once you came into locker room, cell phones were off. You know, and right now, I guess, you know, you know, teams can have spies, I guess. You know, guys can spy, you can tell the other team what your game plan is, or, yeah, I don't think you should tweet in the locker room. I think you should, you know, when you, you know, it's business. When you're in the locker room, handle your business, and, you know, you play the game, and after the game, you can go ahead and do your, whatever you want. You know, but right now, you can pay to play football. Play football, get it done, and then afterwards you can tweet all day. Okay, now I'm going to turn to Jesse because, Jesse, you know, earlier we heard, you know, Lionel talk about control when we talked about Maddie's hair. Okay, is, is this a matter of control where the NFL doesn't want players tweeting because of the simple fact they want to be the first ones to get the, the, the news, the sports news to the general masses? Or is it is this because of protecting the integrity of the game itself and the product? Uh, that guys are focused. So is this a, a control? If we got control, we control the media. We'll let you know when you can put something out. We'll let you know when you can tweet. Or is this for, you know, the interest of the game? Well, I think the rules are the rules. If you're working at uh, Kinko's, you're not going to stand behind a counter and, and checking up on your football scores. If you were, you'd probably get fired. I mean, the rules are the rules. They tell you don't tweet within this, this amount of time. I mean, Chad Ochocinco, he he's old enough. He knows... I shouldn't be tweeting at this amount of time. And why Why does somebody need to do that anyways? I, I, I don't get it myself. Well, you're right. You know, he is old enough and he should know. And, and that's where, you know, you look at your veteran players for a lot of for leaderships. And, and, and when they do things like that, again, he knows. He knows the rules. There's somebody who he probably has a deal with that's $25,000. The, the press alone about the fact that he did it was much more valuable than you know, the $25,000 that he had to spend. And he probably gave it to a charity anyway, you know. Uh, as a ma- Lionel, you need to give him a call, man, so he could donate that money to your charity. Yeah. I know you got some charity going on. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'll take the money. Yeah, but... but, but well, I-, I don't know if it's an issue of control, though. I think it's an issue of if we're going to pay you, we want your full concentration, we want your full attention, and we want you present when the game is going or when the practice is going or, or whatever the situation is. So I think if you look at the offset end, if you're the one paying somebody, if you're paying anybody to do any kind of work for you, and you look and they're on their cell phone and they're, they're doing something else, and they're kind of rubbing in your face when you have millions of other people seeing it, hey, you're going to react. So there it goes to find. Well, but think about it, though. That's Chad Ocosinko. He loved the attention. He changed his name, the last name of Ocos, you know, to, to eight, you know, 83 in Spanish. Ocinco, uno, what's that? Four, what's Cinco? Four, uno, two, 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 five. 85, 85. 85. <laughs> So, you know, the guy loves the attention, you know. So he did it on purpose. I wasn't surprised he did it on purpose. He knew he was going to get fined. He just paid $25,000 for some media attention. 
Okay, and so uh, I'm, I'm gonna tie that back into Manny's hair. So Manny's like, no, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut my hair. Whatever the fine is, some hair company out there may pay me, you know, because they think it's a wig anyway. So you know, he's gonna do his thing. But listen, okay, let, let let's move a little bit further into some things since I got my my big fellow on the phone, man. I, I want to talk about some football. Uh, I believe, if, if I'm not mistaken, I heard something about you know. It's swirling in the winds in Baltimore. Maybe the time for us to start thinking about Super Bowl again. And, and I think there's a Super Bowl reunion going on. And, and, and so talk to me a little bit about, wow, you know, is a Super Bowl reunion, you know, could it spark this team this year to perhaps maybe make it to the Super Bowl? Because a lot of people are picking the Ravens uh, to be in that Super Bowl. And then also, Lionel, talk a little bit about the reunion you guys are going to have. So, one, do you think they stand a chance this year? And Man, oh, that'd, be not, that'd be nice. I mean, def- I'm definitely not a quarterback. We got um, we got another, you know, another receiver threat. We got a Rice in the backfield. He's he did a great job for us last year. Um, there's no excuses this year. He got three receivers: Derek Mason and the new kid. I'm um, Thorpe. I can't. I'm horrible with names. But um, we got um, you know, we got an opportunity. Our defense has always been good. You know, um, Ozzie Newsom. He's a great guy. He's great at recruiting players, defensive players. Uh, I'm scared because Reed is hurt. I don't know if he's coming back this year or not. That's, I'm a little nervous about that, but I think we definitely have opportunities, especially with Pittsburgh quarterback being out the first six weeks. So I'm definitely excited about that. I hope we can. Um, I hope we can spark another Super Bowl. You know, you know the the the, uh, the ego side. My ego doesn't want them to win. I want to be the only Baltimore Super Bowl winning team in history. But uh, hopefully we can go there. We can motivate those guys. I'm excited. I would like to see Ray Lewis go out on top. Wait a second. I got a question. I, I know I'm old, man, and I know I've been hitting my head a few times, but didn't the Colts win the world a championship? Man, that, that don't count. I'm talking about the Ravens, Oh, man. man come on, man. You can't the get... Colts don't count. <laughs> <laughs> you got John Unitas, man. You got John and Mackey. Man, shoot. We giving them them props. Come on now. Come on, yeah, Lionel. I mean, they count for, they count for the Colts, though, but not the... I'm talking about Baltimore Ravens. Here, okay, man. okay. Well, you know, man, I got a little bit of Cleveland in me, man. I, I ain't real happy that, you know, Art Modell got that championship with you guys instead of with the Browns, but we gonna let that yeah. go. But let me let me just uh, say this. Let me let me say this. If it doesn't happen for Ray this year, does Ray do the Brett Favre? Does he see? Why do people not talk to Ray about coming back every year? I mean, Ray been in the league. Ray Ray, Ray got two senior citizens cards, man. Ray, Ray Ray been around for a while. Why do they not approach him about? You know, Ray, are you thinking about hanging it up? Are you not thinking about coming back next year? Are you going to miss training camp this year? Uh, why is it his approach, in your mind, Lionel, is different than that of Brett Favre? And, and Brett, I mean, if you think about the punishment between the two, I'm not so sure Ray's body isn't just as beat up because when you, when you dish that punishment out, you also absorb some of it too. So his body is going to be just as bad, if not, you know, worse condition than Brett's when it's all time, you know, all said and done. But but do you think Ray's thinking if he doesn't get it done this year, he, he might hang it up? I don't know, man. I live right across the street from Ray. This guy doesn't look like anything's wrong with him. I see him run every day, swim every day. This guy's walking like, and I've seen this guy snap his arm in half, and he's playing now. I've seen him break his elbow, and now he's playing with no elbow. He doesn't even play with a brace. So I don't know. I think this guy got some. He's made out of steel or something. But I think Ray's gonna play another three or four years. I wouldn't be surprised if Ray get twenty twenty one years in the NFL. But uh, I don't know why they don't give him a chance. I think Brad Favre like the poster boy of the NFL. They love him. You know, he's the only player that can have a drug problem and they and they feel sorry for him. Anybody else, they look at him like he's just bad football player. But you know, when he went and cried about his problem with pills and medication, everybody felt sorry for him. So I think he's like the poster boy, kind of like Peyton Manning. He can do no wrong. Hey Jesse, you're you're out there on the opposite coast, but I know deep in your heart 
that you you're in the media, but even though we, I mean Lionel and I played the game, but we still got our favorite teams. I know that Green Bay Packers at one time was a favorite team of yours. Uh, so so you you had to be in love with Mr. Favre. Why is it that you think uh, Mr. Favre has asked that question? But on the defensive side, you know the the gladiator on the defensive side of the ball, Ray Lewis, is not asked that question. Is it because Ray still looks like he can play Ray's for twenty years? Ray's a completely years? different personality. I mean, if you take a look at Brett Favre versus Ray Lewis, I mean. Brett Favre's a little bit more of an attention needer and attention getter. He he kind of thrives off this whole deal, and I'm sure if nobody was paying attention to Brett Favre and nobody even questioned Brett Favre, he wouldn't be making a spectacle of this every year. Whereas Ray Lewis, Ray Lewis, nobody questions his toughness. Nobody really questions his dedication to the game of football. And everybody knows Ray Lewis is probably going to play as long as he can play. So when Ray Lewis makes a decision, he's going to make it. And Brett Favre has been giving the media this flip-flop back and forth now for several years. For as long as almost it seems like I can remember he's been doing this. So that's just Let me ask you a question, as a media, as a guy in the media, are you tired of Brett Favre's retirement stuff? Are you ready to just get it done? Or are you... Do you follow it still, or do you guys just say whatever? Oh, I'm tired of it, but you know what? Every time you put up an article, guess what people read? Every time you go on to ESPN.com or, or whatever website, Brett Favre's always in front. So people obviously still want to read about him. So. Hey, hey, but yeah. Lionel, Lionel, come on, man. I'm surprised you asked that question because you know how it is, man. If a guy can play, I mean, if we walk in a locker room and he got ice bags all over his entire body, but when he show up on game day, if he can play, I mean, I would say, okay, go ahead and play as long as you can play. But when you can't play, man, don't be wasting my time and my money and my chance to get a ring. If you can't play, get out of here. But if you can play, ice it up and let's play. But if you can't, man, you got to you got to go. Yeah, yeah. Am yeah. I right, everybody Lionel? Come on, play. come on, Lionel. You yeah, know, anybody can play on Sunday night. If you don't practice, and they give you a, a shot of toward off before the game. Um, my, my grandfather probably can handle a game. No, come on, Lionel. Uh, come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> you, hey, I understand. You know, and that's one thing about it. You know, it'll never be me because I'm scared to death of needles, so they ain't shoot me up with nothing. But for the cats that can take the shots, but there still right. comes there still comes a time, even with the shots. Right. You know, the guys, they just can't do it anymore. And yeah, I, I, I feel like this, as long as Brett is the best quarterback, and that, that, that's going to take me back, and I hate to keep regressing, but that, see, that's Matt Liner's problem. Matt Liner's problem is that he's not the best quarterback. You don't have controversy when you're the best quarterback because for a simple reason, Matt should have taken this stance. If you don't want to play me, then trade me. He doesn't want to put that out because ain't nobody calling for him. Who's calling for Matt Liner? Now, see, that's the thing about Brett Favre is an old man, and people are still trying to get him. He's still got a market value out there. He's been to three teams in three years. Okay, man, y'all got me excited. We got to finish this up. We're going to go through the conferences after we take this break. You're listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. I'm hanging out with Super Bowl champs. Come on back, y'all. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no car to take you on a date. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. I just think that the coach made a mistake. All crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. Get ready to talk sports with someone who definitely has an opinion. 
but respects yours as well. The beginning of every week is Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. We'll talk about what happened this weekend and what to look forward to next weekend. Keenan and his guests are ready to discuss the issues with you about football and sports in general. It's Crunch Time with Keenan Howery. Every Monday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And make your voice heard. You already get the general sports headlines and discussion on TV and radio. Tune in to The Blueprint with Randall Gatewood. Yeah, we'll cover all the general big-name stuff, too, but we go beyond the typical sports radio show to bring you the details you don't get anywhere else. We'll talk about the inspirational stories and the little-known successes. If you want creativity, The Blueprint is the place to be. Tune in every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel the opening kickoff is a beauty it's a fly ball deep right field that goes o'neill he's at the shot got it with 2.8 seconds left to left i don't care where they put him this one is out of here from high school to the pros we we cover everything let your voice be heard voice america sports We like to do it nice and slow and handle our business so you can understand what we talk about. What we were talking about before we left was Brett Favre. And, and, and listen, I would like to finish the, the Brett Favre thing. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give Jesse, you know, a couple minutes. No, not a couple minutes, a couple seconds to give his opinion about this whole Brett thing. And then we're going to wrap it up because I heard somebody. They, they're not afraid. They're not scared. I heard somebody say the Cowboys stink. So, so tell me. I don't know who would say that. <laughs> yeah, in America. This is America's team. And some, you're un American. You said the Cowboys stink, but we ain't going to get into politics. But go ahead, Jesse. What, oh, give me your last few points about Brett Favre and his ankle, and then we're going to move on. It just seems to me with this guy, Brett Favre, every time you turn around, he's announcing something. I mean, he, he had a pretty good opening preseason game. Well, actually, it wasn't that good of an opening when the 49ers pretty much threw him into the turf. And it just seems like every time you turn around, he, he's announcing something new. Now, I put, on, I put on TV this morning, and I see that he has some jackets in his ankle. It's like, do you really need to announce that to the whole world? Every single time Brett Favre drives somewhere, does something, everybody has to hear it. I would just like him to get into, into the game, throw some interceptions, so we can all just move on with the day. Well, okay. And ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of the Brett Favre story for today. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to go past that. But, okay, so let's, let, let's move on because you said it. I mean, it's, it's hard to get anybody to say it. And, and I, don't, I, you know, I don't want anybody to think I'm a homer, you know, so I'm, I'm not going to say it. But, but, Jesse, you said the Cowboys stink. I mean, come on. I mean, let, let the world know why well, you think I don't the know Cowboys stink. Offensively, but offensively, they have some, some, some definite question marks. 
I mean, you could take a look at the preseason. I know it's preseason, but for the first team to go several games without scoring a single touchdown, and then they finally score against the Chargers when there were seven yards out put there by the defensive play, and they took them three plays going for that touchdown. And if you were to see them celebrate, it looked like they just won the Super Bowl. So when I say the Cowboys are very good this year, that's what I'm alluding to. They have absolutely no offensive firepower. And if you take a look at Tony Robo, he hasn't been able to hit anybody all preseason. Well, I'll tell so, you this. Hey. I'll tell you this, and Lionel probably will. I'm hoping he's going to agree with me on this one. Now, the only time people want to acknowledge the fact that preseason doesn't mean a whole lot is when you're not doing real well. Because if, you, if you're on the defense or the offensive side of the ball and you're rolling and you're clicking on all cylinders and you're playing good, no, you, you, your approach to the game is, man, come on, let's keep this momentum going. Mm-hmm. You, you don't want to change anything. But, 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 but if in preseason, all of a sudden you're not clicking on all cylinders, there's no chemistry there, you didn't stop anybody all preseason long, or on the offensive side, you know, you didn't score any points at all, then you're like, okay, man, we got to get this thing going. You know, we got to get, you know, something ain't right. We got to get things changed. So am I right, Lionel? I mean, the preseason, if you're running on all cylinders in a positive perspective, you, you want to continue to build on that as opposed to those people saying preseason don't mean anything. Right. If I'm a coach, you know, and we suck the preseason, I'm not going to go in and say, oh, we suck the whole preseason. We're going to suck the rest of the season. I'm going to tell you guys. That was just practice. Now this real football about to start. It's a new season. Let's go out there and win. Now if I'm win, if I win every preseason game, I'm gonna blow it up. I'm gonna make you know. Look how great we look. We can do the same thing in the in the in the regular season. Let's keep it going, guys. Let's go and uh, let's take this uh, momentum to the Super Bowl. It, so definitely, it's just the way the coaches use that different approach to help keep the, the morale of the team up. Either way. And so you know the Cowboys again. You know when you end up you know the regular season and then the playoffs. If you didn't win at all, then you, you end up on a losing note. So, you, you, you know, you don't want to start off again. And then you go into preseason, and, and the same things that you weren't able to do at the end of last season, which was score more points than the opposing team, you find yourself right back in that same, you know, case and scenario. Then there is reasons for concern. And, and I'm not so sure you got an undrafted, you know, free agent quarterback down there that, that's become a, America's poster child as, you know, you know, America's team, America's quarterback, Tony Romo. I, I think Tony, you know, has a lot of pressure on him this year. The Super Bowl is in his home stadium. You know, I think he needs to take charge. Whose team is that? Is that Tony Romo's team or is that, is, or is that Jerry's team? Is it Tony's team or is Jerry's team? And I think Jerry is bigger than Tony because Tony is, Tony's not doing his thing on the field. I mean, he needs to take charge of that huddle. One thing I remember in line, I wonder, I wonder if you saw this. You know, this is one thing, again, I'm going to stay on Matt Liner until he, you know, he's out of here. I'm trying to run him out of here. You know, I remember seeing Peyton Manning on the sideline. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. I think it was Jeff Saturday. He was all up in his grill. You know, it's like, listen, you don't tell us what kind of plays we're going to run. Just block up front. I think Tony needs to get some of that get up down there in that cowboy land and take charge of that offense. When he walks into that huddle, I'm not sure he takes command of that huddle that they think he can take them to a Super Bowl. I don't think he, they look at him as their Roger Stallback. You know, he, he's not their Troy Aikman. You don't have to be them, but you have to be Tony Romo. And I don't think they feel that Tony can do it all and win the ball games for them. Well, Lionel, come on, help me on that one, man. I mean, I don't know the, I don't know the kid, but I, I definitely, the kid from Arizona, I definitely don't see him as a leader. He seems like he's a good he has a He has a lot of talent, but he doesn't have that, that spunk or that, you know, that, that, that um, 
can take control of a team. I, I think he's a great player. I don't know if he's a guy. Maybe he's a selfish player. I don't know. Um, but uh, I don't see him as, like you said, that type of guy that can take over a team and win a game. So. I mean, and, and t- I'm, I'm going to tell you this, man. You know, one thing about quarterbacks, you know, quarterbacks have chips on their shoulders sometimes. It, it, I mean, you ain't going to just punk Tom Brady out. You know, you, you ain't going to just punk Donovan McNabb out. You know, you ain't going to just punk out Drew Brees. You know, they're going to get all up in your grill. Get in your, I don't see Matt Liner doing that. And I really don't. Right. I, Tony Romo, I see Tony putting his head down, pulling his helmet down over his head, and, and walking to the sidelines. That right. is not the kind of guy you need to lead a football team. And, I, and I, I'm right. just – go ahead, Don No matter Liner. what's going on on that field, the quarterback can't, has to stay positive and he has to be the leader. Once they see you put your head down, the whole offensive team, everybody else is going to put their head down. Because if the quarterback's out of it, you know you're not about to score a touchdown. And so how, how can somebody possibly think with, with, with Tony Romo being that quarterback? And I'm sure, like myself, all of you have seen him with that kind of slouch, that defeated look on his face, that he cannot take this team to a championship. Because if it depends on him, I just don't think Tony Romo can get that done. And now, Jesse, you watched him a little bit. You seen him. Do you believe that, okay, yeah, Ray, I'm sorry. Tony can do that. I saw him do that. No, he can't do it. Yeah, well, you know, the scary thing is that if you see him in preseason, he already has that defeated look. And, hey, we haven't even started the season. And You know what, buddy? He has 16 more games to go through. And I, I, I kind of see him already looking semi-defeated. And he definitely doesn't carry that leadership quality where it's a, a Philip Rivers or an Aaron Rodgers or a Drew Brees carry. Um, no, no. Tony Romo was just not that person. But he could still win, and he could still do it. He just has to find his way. And oh, it remains to be seen if that's going to happen. Well, let me ask you this. Okay, Tony Romo, uh, it remains to be seen. The New Orleans Saints, Super Bowl champs last year. In your mind, we ain't going to go through the whole list, but in your mind, Jesse, can, can the Saints do it again? Can they repeat this year? They can definitely do it again. Well, anything's possible, that, um, but, but but would you pick them? I mean, it, it, anything's possible, but would you pick the Saints? Well, I'm picking to, Green Bay this year, so. <laughs> well, that, well, that's not a bad pick. There's a lot of people. Aaron Rodgers does look good, and he's looked good for a while. And, and I think the Brett Favre kind of thing has gotten away from him now. There's not so much pressure. I think he could I think he could slow walk his way right into an NFC championship game and before you know it, bam, he's there. You know well, the be- problem with the Packers though isn't the offense. It isn't Aaron Rodgers. It's not the offensive line. It's nothing of that sort. The problem with the Packers is they can't stop anybody. As soon as that quarterback on opposing team gears back and throws the ball in the air, I assure you that it's gonna be caught. Well, you know, they always say defense wins championships, and I got a man who got a Super Bowl ring on his finger, so I'm sure he agrees with that. Hey, thank you all. You've been listening to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. That Super Bowl champion, Lionel Dalton, was on the show with me, and Jesse Z from Football.com, senior sports writer, also joined us. We had a great time, but it's over with. As I always say, I'll see you next time, which will be the best time. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com.
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.